Hello and welcome to Victory Briefings, where we use the Word of God for a victorious life. I'm Dwight Hammond and I thank you for joining me today. Be blessed by the Holy Spirit as He gives you new revelation knowledge through the Word of God. Ephesians chapter 4 verses 28 through 32 tells us, Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give him who has need. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. Verse 30, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Paul's practical advice now turns towards the Eighth Commandment. He says, do not steal, basically. And this is a broad topic that includes many things that are not listed here, such as stealing other people's money or possessions. But it could include tax evasion, cheating an employer on hours, or paying a substandard wage to an employee. Paul states the problem, and then he goes on to explain the solution, which is basically working and giving. Ephesians 4.28 says, Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give him who has need. When you're not busy working at something, providing an income for yourself and your family, the Bible says you are stealing. God's Word tells us that people who do not work should not eat. These people are also said to be busybodies and end up eating someone else's food. Let's look at 2 Thessalonians 3, verses 10 through 12. For even when we were with you, we commanded you this, If anyone will not work, neither shall he eat. For we hear that there are some who walk among you in a disorderly manner, not working at all, but are busybodies. Now those who are such we command and exhort through our Lord Jesus Christ that they work in quietness and eat their own bread. God's plan of financial prosperity begins with working. God's plan for Adam's job was in place even before he was created. He was to rule over the earth. According to Genesis 1.26, then in Genesis 2.7, God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. Adam was put in the garden to cultivate it and keep it. Without any help, he used his authority to rule over the earth when he named all the animals. Then in Genesis 2.21, he was given a wife. He learned to provide before he had a family. Ephesians 4.28 tells us the main purpose for a believer's money in the earth. God blesses us so that we can give. A working, giving Christian will end up in God's plan of prosperity. His bread will come from the work of his hands and the grace of God. And at the end of his days, he will be able to say, just as David did, I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. Psalm 37, verse 25. Ephesians 4, verse 29 tells us, 
Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. It is interesting that corrupt in this verse means decayed, rotten. It means like uh, spoiled meat or rotten fruit. Now, instead of stinky and putrid, we should be sweet and pleasant. The things we say should build up others. Our response should always be graceful, seasoned, and savory, which can cause a thirst for the gospel message we carry, preserving rather than spoiling opportunities. Colossians 4, 6 tells us your speech must always be with grace, as though seasoned with salt, so that you will know how you should respond to each person. If we hear that someone is salty today, it's because he uses profanity. But that's not what is meant here. It means conversation that is flavored with attractive content so the listeners become involved and their curiosity is aroused. I remember after Bible college, whenever someone would ask me what I did for a living, I would just say, I'm a preacher. And walls went up immediately. End of conversation. Then I learned a graceful way to get around this. Later, when I was asked what I did for a living, I would say, I'm a teacher. Then that person always asked, what did I teach? And I would say, I teach people about Jesus if they want to listen. Now that puts the ball in their court. Do you want to listen or don't you? If you don't want to, that's fine. But if you want to listen, I can tell you about someone that's very important to me. Talk that is seasoned with salt has an interesting effect on earthlings living in a confused world. Corruption from the lips means there's corruption in the heart. The Spirit has sealed us, Ephesians 1.13, and we should not grieve Him by allowing sinful actions and attitudes be in our lives. In Scripture, the Spirit is pictured as a dove, John 1.32, and the dove is a clean bird that loves peace. Anger and clamor should be done away with by means of forgiveness. Ephesians 4, verse 30. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. People ask, what is it that can grieve the Holy Spirit? Well, the words you speak and about a dozen other things listed here in this text, to sum up, Things that grieve the Spirit are things that are unholy. He is the Holy Spirit. It hurts him when carnal Christians deny his power and refuse to acknowledge him. Chapter 4, verse 31 tells us, Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Christians can be bitter, full of wrath and anger, and speak evil of others. This verse includes Inner sin and outer sin, sins of thoughts and sins of action. Bitterness is an inner hatred for others. People around us may not know that we are bitter, but God knows. He looks on the heart, whereas people only see the outward appearance. First Samuel sixteen seven. Now wrath is bitterness on display, expressed as an outward, visible sin. Anger is also an inward sin, but not like bitterness. If you are bitter at someone, you don't like them at all, but you can be angry at your best friend. 
If you don't get over anger, it can lead to bitterness and wrath. Now, clamor, on the other hand, is another visible sin, which is the outward display of anger. This is physical fighting. Oh, you're thinking that Christians don't get into fist fights. Boy, you've led a sheltered life. Christians can get into real hair-pulling contests and throw real hissy fits. The Bible calls this clamor. It's also called striking in 1 Timothy 3, verse 3, and brawling in Titus chapter 3, verse 2. Evil speaking is another outward sin. An evil thought will come to your mind, but you don't have to make it your thought by speaking it. Words give thoughts the power to hurt or the grace to bless. Malice is an inward sin of thoughts. It is malicious or evil intentions. This sin is usually whitewashed with a tiny bit of sincerity. An example of this is hearing some juicy gossip about someone. It begins with, Now, I'm only telling you about this brother so that you can pray for him. I actually replied to one of these with, Well, then why don't you tell God about it and quit blabbing to me about it? Malice and evil intentions won't get me to agree with you in prayer. It is just as important to clean up our act on the inside as it is to stop outward visible sins. Ephesians 4.32 tells us, And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Now it's an interesting compound Greek word, eusplegnos. Eusplegnos. Now the word you means good. And splegnos means bowels or guts. So this word means good guts. Doesn't really sound too wonderful right now, but when the Holy Spirit put it in this verse, it meant a lot. The English translators rendered it tender-hearted. This is more than just pitying people. It's having a godly compassion that comes from deep within you, from your gut. This is translated bowels of compassion in John 3.17. In the Old Testament, it was said that Joseph went in a deep emotional state that his bowels did yearn in Genesis 43.30. Joseph didn't have a physical problem. Instead, he had an intense desire or compassion that came from deep within him. We are to have such deep compassion for people that forgiveness is never a question We desire to forgive them as Jesus, out of his deep compassion, forgave us. This verse tells us how to forgive people, as God forgives us. Matthew 6, verses 12 through 15. How long does it take God to forgive us? He forgives us instantly. We should do the same. This is how compassion treats those who have wronged us. In the story about foot washing in John 13, verse 4 through 17, Jesus was talking to his disciples as he was washing their feet. Naturally, Peter spoke up and said, Lord, do you wash only my feet? Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and head. Verses 6 and 9. In other words, Peter was saying, Give me a bath, save me again. (laughs) Jesus said to him, He who is bathed needs only to wash his feet, but is completely clean, and you are clean, but not all of you. In verse 14, If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. 
For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. John 13, verses 10 and 14 and 15. 1 John 1, 9 is our foot washing from the Lord. When we ask him to forgive us of our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If he is faithful and just to wash our feet, we should be just as faithful to wash the feet of those who have wronged us. If Jesus can do it, then we can do it also. Matthew eighteen, twenty-one through 35 Thank you for following the podcast. I hope you will share this message. God bless you, my friend. Remember, you can share your comments and prayer requests. Click the mailbag button on the website, or you can email me, mailbag at victorybriefings.net. With your permission, I'll read your comments on the mailbag section of the podcast. This program and other materials are available at victorybriefings.net.